The Tennis Gambling Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamepodcast.com slash bet rivers, sportsgamepodcast.com slash bet rivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Game Podcast Network. It is currently early, Saturday morning, December 2nd. Number host, always, Scott Reichel, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun episode, but a very, very short episode, because we have one match to talk about. In fact, it's actually the final ATP match of the calendar year, as crazy as that might sound. You have the championship match in the ATP Next Gen Finals between Majedovic and Phils. So we are going to cover that match, and that's the only match we're talking about in this episode. Before we get into any of that preview, do want to recap what happened in the semifinal episode. Overall, good episode for us. Ended up pushing on the lock. We had Majedovic team total over 12 and a half games at minus 125. He was in a pretty competitive match with Stricker, but unfortunately Stricker got injured midway through the second set and ended up retiring. So since the match was not fully completed, the bet ended up getting voided. As for the dog, though, we ended up winning. We had a same game parlay, basically. We had Phil's money line parlayed with the over 22 and a half games in the Venasha match, and that paid out a plus 137. That ended up working out. The match went the way they thought it would. I thought that Phil's would be able to get through because he's the more talented player than Venasha, but I did think it would not be fully straightforward. I thought that Venasha would not leave totally empty handed, and I did think that Venasha would probably win at least one set. And he did, as Phil's ended up winning in four. Venasha is one of those players who I think has a ceiling when it comes to his overall skill set. However, he's going to go down swinging every time, and he's going to be a guy that is really difficult to put away in straight sets. His level is pretty consistent, time in, time out, and I do think that he's the type of guy who you might want to bet overs with moving forward with sets, because I do think that even though his overall skill set is fine, not otherworldly, but I do think that he is going to lose to some top-tier guys. But if they don't bring the raid game, he can really give anybody trouble because of his consistency. And I think that's why we have kind of leaned more towards Venasha overs in his matches recently. We took, for example, his team total over in the first match against Shelby, even though he's a much better player than Shelby, because it feels like every Venasha match, win or lose, ends up involving a splitting of the first two sets. Or in this case, since it is a three to five set match, usually there's going to be a little bit of distance involved in the matches he plays. I don't want to make a full comparison, but I'm going to use a quote from Denzel Washington to perfectly summarize Vanasha's overall game at this stage in his career. You might remember the viral clip that went around for Denzel's interview with Jamie Foxx, but at some point in the interview, he says the quote, I'm leaving here with something. And then I feel like that's what Asha perfectly is. Vanasha is the type of guy who's not going to always win matches, but he's going to leave with something. He's going to leave with a set, maybe more. But I do think that for future reference into next year, Vanasha might be the type of guy in two out of three sets that you might want to consider blindly betting overs with because I do think that he's the type of guy whose level can drop in certain sets, but he's consistent enough in most cases to surprise some players that are better than him. And I do think he's going to be involved in more marathons in the upcoming couple of months. But either way, point is, Benasha did what he needed to do, which was win a set, then lose. That worked out as the match flew over. So nice winner for us, but once again, didn't officially sweep because Majedovic ended up getting voided. But still, an undefeated episode. We also thought Majedovic would win, and he ended up winning, and you had Stricker retire after 
the first set. So some books paid out Majedovic money line since the first set was completed. So that ended up working out. We thought Phils would win, and that worked out as well. So pretty much a perfect episode for us. And look for another good episode here on Saturday. But time to get into the actual uh, final between Phils and Majedovic. But before we do that, I do want to touch upon one piece of news, kind of important news, because it is going to be a solid start to a season, hopefully, for one of the greatest players of all time. Because after being away from the game for several months rehabbing, Nadal did announce that he will be returning for the Australian slate early in 2024. So if you were if you were looking for Nadal to make his return, he's definitely on pace now. And it seems like he is fully committed to being ready in about a month to play in the Australian slate. So keep an eye out for that. I am going to point out, though, that I think Nadal, even though it's nice to see him back, I'm not expecting him to compete for, seriously for Grand Slams. That's not really the goal here for Nadal. The goal for me is at least to see him fully competitive again. And I do think that he's going to be able to compete with some of the guys who are maybe not the top, top tier guys. I think Alcaraz would beat him, for example. I think Djokovic would mop the floor with him. But I do think that Nadal, hopefully, we see him being able to compete with some lower ranked players, at least in the top 25, top 30, and maybe making some runs in some 250s or maybe 500s. But Nadal, once again, keep the expectations low. Because at this stage in his career, with all the injuries he's had, it's nice to just see him on the court. Let's put it that way. But I am looking forward to seeing Nadal return in about a month. So stay tuned for that. But time to get the show on the road. Time to actually get into the final preview. So starting off with the betting lines here for the money line and the spread. Phils is currently minus 150 on the money line. Majedovic is around plus 130. As for the game spread, Phils minus one and a half games is minus 110. Majedovic plus one and a half games is minus 110 as well. Over under in the match is 24 and a half games, minus 110 on both sides. A reminder, it is still three out of five set format. First to four games wins. A tiebreaker, for example, is a 4-3 set. They didn't change the rules for the final, so just keep that in mind. It is a very obscure rule set, but for the sake of the alt lines, you can get Phil's minus two and a half games at plus 115. You can get Majedovic plus two and a half games at minus 145. Uh, the over 25 and a half games at plus 120 under is a minus 150. If you want the match to go to, to go to four sets, or in other words, each player to win at least one set, you can get that at minus 215. Phil's to win in straight sets is plus 325. Phil's to win in a four in a three or four sets, you can find at plus 130. So to go through the path of both players. First of all, they've never faced off against each other, so there is no head-to-head data to actually draw from. But to go through the path of both players, Majedovic has had a pretty solid showing so far. Ended up beating Mickelson in five with four tiebreaks in that match. Beat Vanasha in four. Ended up beating Shelbe in four after losing the first set. But he ended up beating Stricker in about a set and a half because Stricker got injured after being a set down. They were on serve, I believe, in that second set, but Stricker ended up getting injured and decided no moss, and he ended up deciding that it was time for the offseason. So because of that, he ended up retiring. So Majedovic has had a pretty good showing, but you can argue the competition hasn't fully been there. Then again, you could argue that Phil's is kind of the same way, but Majedovic going through his opponents again. Mickelson had a pretty disappointing showing in the event. Vanasha, a similar opponent because uh, Phil's beat him yesterday. Shelby's Fine, nothing special, and I do think that Stricker, once again, was a bit injured, but that match looked like it was going to have the makings of a very long and entertaining one. So, solid show by Majedovic, but I do think that, once again, his level, his level of competition is a bit weak. Having said that, you can make a similar argument 
to Phil's because Phil's beat Nardi in five in the first round. Nardi's been in good form recently on the challenger circuit, but still, that's a five-set win. And then a beating Caboli, buried Caboli in straight sets. Beat Stricker in four. That was a pretty good showing there from both guys, but Phil's ended up getting the job done. And he beat Van Asha in four as well. So I do think looking at this overall matchup, you can argue that these two players have clearly head and shoulders been the best two players at this event. I thought going into the event, Majedovic was kind of a dark horse candidate. I decided not to pick him, though, because his recent form was so bad and I kind of took a prisoner of the moment's uh, actual stance with him, which I regret heavily because Majedovic is a player that I've actually liked for the last couple of months, but I kind of pivoted off of him. But the point is, Phils was the guy who I said entering this event is head and shoulders clearly the best player here. And I didn't think it was very close. I thought Stricker, you can argue, is maybe the second guy because we saw him makes a deep run at the U.S. Open, for example. And he has had some moments where Majedovic's moments mostly came in like 250s. But I do think you're looking at a spot where Phils is clearly head and shoulders the most talented player here. He's the most upside. I think Phils will probably crack the top 15, top 10 at some point in his career in the next couple of years. I think Phils is that talented. We saw him win the TP title this year. We've seen him make some finals. I do think that he's a very solid player. Majedovic is good, but there are some unforced error issues. And I do think that mentally... He can become distracted at times, and I do think that he can get in his own head where Phils is. I don't want to say even keel because he can also have a nice let's go type of moment with a fist pump. But I do think that overall he's a bit more composed, and I think that he is willing to be a bit more patient than Majedovic is in some of these rallies. Now, Majedovic has once again done a good job in this event in general, but I do think that Phils being minus 150 does make sense to me. I think Phils is the better player here. I think he's probably going to win if I had to guess. But I do think that Majedovic will keep this interesting. The main takeaway that I had from both head-to-heads or, or both players in their respective matches in this event is the fact that neither guy really wins in straight sets that often. Majedovic, to go through his matches so far, has won zero matches in straight sets. Now, maybe the Stricker one would have been. We don't know. But the first match went five. The last two matches ended up going four. As for Phils, though, he beat Kaboli in straight sets. The other matches, though, all went four or five with a couple of breakers involved. So for me, first thing I like is the over in this match. I think you're going to end up seeing a four or five set match that probably involves at least one breaker, probably two or three. And I do think as a result, you're going over because you're going to be looking at seven games in those tiebreaker sets. And if I think there's going to be two or three of them, that means you're probably looking at 20 or 21 games if you throw in a 4-2 exam- uh, instead of a 4-3. But I do think with that being the case, and there probably being another set attached to it, 24.5 does feel a little bit low for a total, with both guys not exactly being able to consistently win in straight sets. I like the over in this match. I see a pretty competitive battle, but I do think Phils gets it done, mainly because I think Majedovic is really not the greatest returner. He's fine. But the unforced error count is definitely noticeable, and the courts have played pretty slow here in Saudi Arabia, which does benefit Phils because he has the firepower, but he also has the patience and the overall, I just say, consistency to patiently wait out long rallies. And we saw that against Van Asha, where he was willing to unload on the forehand or backhand occasionally, but mostly he was willing to be a rock for most of the rallies before finally pulling the trigger. And I do like the balance that Phils has in that aspect of his game. And Majedovic, I just think, gets a bit too impatient at times. And I do think that Phils will capitalize on that over the course of these three to five sets. But if you're asking for my overall thoughts on the final match of the calendar year in the ATP level, I think Phils is going to win. He was my pick pre-tournament, and I do think that Majedovic will keep it interesting. But I think Phils probably wins a breaker at some point, 
a close one. Majedovic mentally has a bit of a lapse, and I think Phil's might get an immediate break early in the deciding set. So for me, give me Phil's money line. I think he's going to win the match. I think he's probably going to end up uh, winning in, if I had to guess, I'm going to go with four. Could be five, but I'm going to lean four. And I do think the over has some value in this matchup as well. Besides that, though, really not much more to add for the sake of this match. But we got to get talk about our favorite picks, though, in the Lock and Dog segment. Before we get into any of that, going to have a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available now in over 14 states, plus Ontario, Canada. Bet Rivers is some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. And depositing and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. Sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet of $500. Just go to sportscampodcast.com slash betrivers, sportscampodcast.com slash betrivers. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little money over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, remember to use the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger, more betting smarter at the center of all season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary par- uh, parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com or use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the championship match in the ATP Next Gen Finals. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks. Starting off with the lock, I am going to go with the spread. I thought about the money line for Phil's, but at minus 150, I think there's some value on the spread. Give me Phil's minus one and a half games at minus 110. Simply put, I do think that even though Majedovic is a good server, the courts have played pretty slow in Saudi, and I do think that Phil's game is better suited. For those courts. Now, to go through a comp, there's not many great comps to use, but I'm going to use Stricker because Stricker is one of the better servers in this event, and so is Majedovic. That's the best comp I can find. But Phil's in that Stricker match, one in four sets. But the main takeaway, though, was the amount of actual uh, break points he generated against Stricker's good serve. To go through that match, he only broke three times in four sets, but he had 11 break points. And I do think that Stricker, once again, is a good server. Stricker also landed 70% first serve. So it wasn't like Stricker was, you know, serving a lot of faults there. He was serving pretty well, and Phils was still able to keep a lot of the returns in play and to out-rally Stricker in the process to get a couple of break points. But 11 break points against the best server that he's faced in this event, I think that he can get some brace against Majedovic. Majedovic is really not a great returner by any means, mostly because of the unforced errors that he has, but I do think that Phils is the better player. I think he is going to be a future top 10 guy, in my opinion, and I do think he's the future face of French tennis. But I think looking at this overall spot, I think he's going to win the match, but I do think minus one nav games is definitely a better value play at minus 110. The issue is you might get some breakers involved, so there's not going to be much separation in a couple of sets. But if there was going to be a blowout set, a 4-1 
so to speak. I think Phil's is significantly more likely to get that 4-1 than Majedovic is, and I do think that Phil's can win a set or two 4-2 or something like that. But I see Phil's realistically winning in four sets in this match. So even if he does win via breaker, let's say every set goes to a breaker and Phil's wins in four, he covers because he wins by two. So I do think that one and a half at minus 110 is a nice pivot to save 40 cents on a guy that I think is going to win the match. And for the dog, once again, a reminder, not many dogs that I actually like at the price point because we are a bit limited with the unique game uh, format, etc. But I do think you're looking at a spot where Phil's, once again, I'm kind of going to double down on him. I think he's going to win. But there is one value play that I like quite a bit, and I do think that it's going to kind of correlate with the over as well. I'm going to take the play that we won the dog with last episode. I'm going to go with Phil's to win and the over, and that two-pick combo is plus 175. Now, for this match, it's going to be 23.5. So I am going to go with Phil's money line and the over 23.5 games at plus 175. I think that there's probably going to be at least four sets I do think there will be several tiebreakers in this match. For reference, over one and a half tiebreakers in this match is minus 150. So I do think you're going to get a couple of sets with seven games in it. And I do think Majedovic will not leave empty-handed. So for me, I'm going to go with Phil's to win and the over 23 and a half games as my dog at plus 175. So once again, the lock and dog for the show, the lock's going to be on Phil's minus one and a half games at minus 110. And the dog will be Phil's money line and the over 23 and a half at plus 175. In other words, if Majedovic wins, we're kind of screwed, but I do think Phil's is worthy of being a favorite here. I think he has more upside and more talent, and I do think Majedovic will eventually blink on a couple of key points, which will end up handing the match over to Phil's. But that's going to wrap it up for the final episode of the Tennis Gambling Podcast this season. We'll back once again for the upcoming 2024 season, and to go quickly into that schedule... The first two events are going to be taking place in Adelaide and Pune. There's going to be the United Cup starting on December 29th. I'm not going to cover that because most books don't offer lines on that. So we are going to be looking at Adelaide and Pune. Oh, it's going to be starting on January 1st, so we should be back either late December or literally on New Year's Day. But there will be two tournaments that we're going to cover. Maybe we divide into two separate episodes, but we will be off from this show for about a month. I want to thank all of you by the way, for tuning in all year long to this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. This was basically the first full year that we did it. We've been around for about a year and a half. We started, I think it was a year and a half ago around Wimbledon time, but this was the first full calendar year that we've had with this podcast. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in, for keeping the show afloat. We have seen some growth over the entire calendar year, and hopefully that growth continues into the next episode. Uh, that we're going to be having and into the next year. But I want to quickly ask all of you that are listening to the show to leave a review and to leave a comment, just to let me know if there's any feedback or anything that we should improve on with the show. Maybe you want some interviews. Maybe you want some guests. Maybe you want just some changing of the format. Let me know because, of course, I can't exactly know when to change anything unless some of you reach out to me and tell me that there's a better way to do X, Y, and Z. Now, I'm not saying I'm automatically going to change whatever I see, but it's definitely nice to get outside opinions, unbiased opinions on how to make the show better moving forward. But once again, leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio and let me know any feedback. If you like the show the way it is, great. Tell me that. If you want it to be changed a little bit, Great. Tell me that, too. There's no wrong answers. I just want to hear what all of you are thinking to try to make the show even better 
in the 2024 season. Until next time, though, find me on the NBA show. Find me on the MLB show. We're going to be bringing MLB back, actually. I'll be back on Monday with Malcolm to go through some very, very early uh, future bets for the upcoming season and the NFL show, of course, which I do several times a week. Until next episode, though, and until basically 2024, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.